afternoon and welcome to Stories from the Repository. Today we'll be looking in the Iowa City Daily Republican from Monday, July 14, 1890. Was it poison? 150 people stricken down at Solon. The physician's explanation, not poisoned by ice cream. All Iowa City received a terrible mental shock Sunday evening when a report came in that a large number of our citizens had been poisoned by eating ice cream at Solon. The dedication of the new bell at the German Lutheran Church at Solon to be followed by a sort of sociable attracted nearly the whole city congregation and people from all over the county went to our little neighboring burg to attend. Therefore, it was known in the city that Iowa City had a large representation at Solon, and the hearts of friends and dear ones at home sank when the terrible report came. Of course, we had no means of ascertaining the exact state of affairs immediately, and all were prone to believe the message that flew over the wires to Dr. Peters. Come at once. The whole party has been poisoned by ice cream. This report spread like wildfire through the city, occasioning the direst alarm, and even grief in many households. It was not known whether the poisoning was slight or great, nominal or dangerous, and the uncertainty of ignorance was worse than the reality, as afterwards ascertained. Dr. Peters left here at 7 o'clock Sunday night, arriving at Solon after a rapid journey about a quarter to nine. He found doctors Glaze and Harding in attendance upon the suffering throng, for throng it was, and he immediately set to work alleviating the distress of those afflicted. He found 114 people, young and old, boys and girls, men and women, suffering from the effect of something. A dreadful epidemic seemed to have seized the whole crowd in its clutches, and one after another, in twos and threes, the merrymakers had suddenly sunk before the attack of the dread sickness. It became evident to our physician before long that it was not ice cream poisoning that had caused such widespread and universal disaster. The symptoms, however, were such as to lead the people to attribute their illness to the far-famed and much-accursed tyrotoxicon, which lurks like a demon disguise in the seductive freezer the sick ones had been suddenly seized with faintness and nausea. Vomiting and other ordinary symptoms of poisoning were plainly evident, but nevertheless, it was not ice cream poisoning. Investigation proved that other causes, natural and yet unnatural, were at the bottom of the epidemic. Dr. Peters attributes it to a combination of causes. The whole painful affair may be summed up as the result of overindulgence in rich food, after a long fast, upon an excessively hot day, and in drinking from a long, unused well. This latter point may be the strongest one from the poisoning view, although, as stated, the doctor attributes the wholesale sickness to the combination. It is not strange that the stomachs of many of the 200 people on the grounds were in no condition to perform their ordinary functions. Altogether, about 150 persons were sick, 114 on the grounds, and the remainder at their country homes being similarly stricken later in the day. 
Now, out of these 150, many had come to the church and grounds early in the morning or forenoon. They had come without partaking of breakfast, had borne the intensest and most overpowering heat, had postponed the dinner hour until one or two o'clock, and had then eaten, it is safe to presume, with avidity. Pies, cakes, lemonade, ice cream, salads, and so on, may be perfectly pure and sweet, but commingled in a weakened stomach and irrigated with water from an antiquated and microbe-stricken well, they naturally tend to produce a revolt, a rebellion led by nature when her domains are subject to incursions. The patients were more or less in distress. The cases were all well worth a physician's attention, but the epidemic acted most seriously upon old women and children. Some of these sufferers were even dangerously ill and necessitated the most patient and skilled attendance on the part of the physicians to prevent a fatal ending. A perfect pandemonium reigned at Solon, and the whole burg was converted into one vast hospital. Houses, barns, hills, and valleys were filled and covered with fallen and falling victims to the sudden seizures and some cases of convulsions and prostration were so severe and serious as to inspire fear in every heart. Finally, the care of medical science triumphed and all were pronounced out of danger. The victims were all improving hourly and as no further danger was anticipated, Dr. Peters returned home at five o'clock this morning after one of the steadiest and best night's work of his life. The affair as a whole was one of the most startling episodes in the history of Johnson County. It was bad enough in all truth, but when we remember that no life paid the penalty, all and especially those who were at Solon Sunday may rejoice that the epidemic had no fatal results. <laughs>